0: Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. We're so excited. I'm really excited to be bringing the word tonight. Um, I'm the the youth and young adult pastor, like I said, and I think Pastor Bobby likes to keep it interesting and throw me out here every once in a while to see what happens. But um, I'm really, really excited to be talking about the armor of God in the semester we're in as a church. If you don't know, maybe it's your first time or maybe you've been coming for a few weeks. We're in a semester here as a church. We do things by the college curriculum. We, we go by semesters. We're in week five of the semester. We're calling Warriors warfare. And if you haven't been able to stay in tune with the past few weeks, I want to encourage you, go online, watch on our app on YouTube, go and see what we've been talking about. We've been really, I feel like, preparing and equipping the body of Christ to stand against the enemy and to protect ourselves for where God wants to take us. And tonight, we're going to be talking about one specific body of armor, and it's the the helmet of salvation. And if you have your syllabus, this is what it's Says in that first, play, that first page, you can turn with me there. If you don't have it, um, you can go on the app and find it as well. This is what it says. It says, each piece of the armor of God is important in its own function, but the helmet of salvation is vital in protecting the entire body. One hit to the head could mean disaster in battle for the rest of the and the rest of the armor would be of little use. For this reason. The helmet does more to put a soldier at ease than almost any other piece of the armor. The hope and joy of our salvation protects our eyes, our ears, our minds from the enemy's attacks and lies of discouragement. It, o- it allows us to listen to the counsel of the Lord to give us discernment as we grow in the kingdom. We're going to be talking about the helmet of salvation tonight, and if you could, can you stand to your feet in the honor of reading God's word? We're only going to stand once unless you want to do it again later to shout me down or to say something cool, but we're going to stand together as we read the the uh, the. The word of God. And this is what it says in, chapter, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. And if you've been coming throughout this semester, you might be saying, hey, Pastor Josh, we've read this a few times, but I believe to, to retain something, sometimes we have to repeat it. So we're going to repeat it. We're going to retain it. And we're going to go through this again. And um, you can read along with me. It'll be on the screens. But in Ephesians chapter 6, it says this. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after doing everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. And this is the part we're going to be focusing on tonight. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Talking about the helmet of salvation tonight, will you pray with me? God, we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. God, we ask right now that your, your spirit would fall. We thank you, God, for open minds and open hearts to receive your word. God, right now I ask that you remove my mind and allow my spirit to align with you and just connect with heaven to speak to your people. God, use me as a vessel. God, use me in this moment to speak to your people. Holy Spirit, have your way. Do what only you can do in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated. Man, I tell you what, we have already had some church this evening. My goodness, wasn't worship amazing? That was powerful. It takes the pressure off of me. I was like, I was being ministered during worship. But... um. We're talking about the power of the helmet of salvation, and I believe it's only proper before we even get into the power that is the helmet to talk about the power of the thing the helmet is actually protecting. The power of the mind. You see, the brain is the most complex organ in the human body. Scientists have actually said that we know more about outer space than we do the human mind. So I I know we have some very intelligent people in here, and um, I don't mean to insult you, but I have some fun facts that were new to me, and I thought it'd be cool to read them out to you as well concerning the mind, concerning the brain, things that you may know or you may not know. But before we even get into the helmet, I think it's important for us to know some crazy things about our mind. This is the first thing. Did you know a piece of brain tissue the size of a grain of sand contains 100,000 neurons and 1 billion synapses? Who knows what a synapses even is? 1 billion synapses. Information runs between the brains, between neurons, at 250 miles per hour. That's faster than any car in the parking lot, unless... Unless you got a Ferrari or something out there, let us know. At 250 miles per hour, the human brain can generate about 23 watts of power. That's enough power to light up a light bulb. That's where we get the, the, the phrase, the light bulb went off. Your brain actually has the amount of power to light up a light bulb. The brain's storage capacity is considered virtually endless. It's virtually unlimited. Research suggests that the human brain consists of about 86 billion neurons, each neuron forming connections to other neurons, which could lead up to one quadrillion connections running 250 miles per hour giving your mind thought idea desire craving uh, just surrounding your mind this 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 amazing thing inside of our head the human brain is actually split into two sides and the left side of your brain actually cons- controls the right side of your body and the right side of your brain controls the left side of your body now i, I there there's People who can be dominant, either left or right minded people. And we're gonna get through this pretty quick, just stick with me here. But for fun, um, right sided brain people, this is who I kind of relate with. You can either be right side or left side brain people. Right side brain people tend to be more emotional. You can ask my wife, I'm creative. Good with faces and not names. Again, I I struggle with that. Intuition. While left-sided brain people are more skilled with numbers like math and science, with logic and reasoning. You see, the brain is the most amazing tool in the human body that God has given us. And it's even been said by famous philosophers and authors that whatever the brain, what the mind can conceive, it can achieve. And there's even an author who said that first it starts with a a thought, a thought becomes a word, a word becomes an action, an action becomes a habit, and habits dictate our future. You see, our mind is full of amazing gifts, but if we aren't careful to guard and protect this great gift that God has given us, It can become one of our greatest distractions. It can become the very thing that that delays us from getting and going after everything God has called us to go after. Not because of its lack of function, but because of its lack of protection. We see people slip into dark depression because of one thought. We see people, we see decisions that become addictions because of one curiosity. We get overwhelmed with the future and what we don't have all because we let one thought take root. You see, the mind is a powerful thing and if we don't allow ourselves to protect it, it can become our biggest downfall. You see, the enemy's number one place he tries to attack us is our mind. It's his oldest tactic. We see Adam and Eve in the garden walking with God And what is the first thing he says? Did God really say that? He questioned the the thing that God had put on their lives. He asks us questions. Did God really say that? Did God really? Did you really hear from God? Did you really get healed? Did you really break that addiction? You see, he will come into our thoughts and try to convince us that we are not all that God has called us to be. We don't have what it takes. We're addicted. We're bound. We're captive. But I believe when Paul said, put on the helmet of salvation, he was saying to remind the devil that everything that comes with salvation, I am a child of the most high God. I am freed from sin. I am above and not beneath. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. I am the head and not the tail. You see, I am covered by the blood. These are the things we use to protect our mind. We have to remind ourselves with the helmet of salvation that, with everything that comes with salvation. You see, your salvation doesn't just save your soul, it does, but it also protects. Your mind from the enemy trying to come in and tell you things that you're not. Come in and sneak desires that you shouldn't. Go in and, and, and take you into a dark place. Salva- when you put on the helmet of salvation, you are reminding yourself of everything that God has freed you from. So my first point, my first point tonight is, you can write this down, my salvation is my protection. My salvation is my protection. I have this really cool helmet right here. Someone from the from the church allowed they heard we were talking about the armor of God and they said, "Hey, I have I have this helmet and if you want to use it, you can." And thank God it was the Wednesday I was preaching cuz it's sure going to help out a lot. But um we have this helmet right here, and this is, this is a helmet from the uh, Vietnam War, and this was worn by an American soldier who was in the Vietnam War, and this helmet was created and designed to protect and guard the American soldiers at all costs. It was designed to withstand the attacks of the enemy, and this helmet in particular was actually put to the test. We have pictures we can throw up. It is actually shot, in the top side, on the top right corner. And in the picture, you can see that this is a two-layer helmet, the outer shell being sheet metal, the inner side being a type of Kevlar. And when I see this image, I can't help but consider and think, what would have happened to this soldier had he not put on his helmet? We wouldn't be talking about this, this amazing story. We would be remembering his life. But the truth of the matter is this military soldier was wearing a, a a type of armor that was crafted and made to withstand anything that tried to penetrate. Can I remind you this Wednesday evening that when you put on the armor of God that weapons may form against you but they cannot prosper they cannot penetrate they cannot get into your family they cannot become an addiction they cannot sleep they cannot sneak into your life because you are wearing the proper armor You see, this armor that we wear isn't just for show and fashion. It's not to be clean and polished and never used. It is to to go through life and to take on hits. We are going to be hit with things, but we have the armor of God that can withstand anything that the enemy could ever try to throw. We are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. We are taking ground for the people behind us. We are moving forward in the city of Victoria. We are saying, devil, you can't have this city. Devil, you can't have my marriage. Devil, you can't have my family. I am taking ground, and the hits may come, but I am moving forward with the, pres- with the protection of the armor of God. I have on the armor of God. You see, David. we see King David. And there's a moment where he is wearing his armor, but he is not in battle. And we see him slip away and not even do the thing he was called to do. And that's where he slips up and sleeps with Bathsheba. You see, our armor was created to be in war. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against principalities of the darkness that are coming against us. But we have good news. We have the armor of God to defend us, and our armor isn't isn't to be clean, and it it isn't to be uh, uh, put to the side. It is to. De- to daily be put on, to daily surrender our lives, to daily say, God, I need your protection. Without you, I wouldn't be standing. Without your protection, I couldn't be here. Without your protection, I'd still be addicted. But with your protection, I can move forward into all that you've called me to live in. I can move forward into everything you have for me. You see, we're not just overcomers. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors. It's not just about getting through life. It's about getting past things so people behind us can have a trail and say, because they got there, I can get there too. Because they fought off that devil, I can fight that too. Because my dad fought off that generational curse, I can beat it too. Because my dad beat that addiction, I can beat it too. It all starts with what we are wearing. Are we prepared for battle? You see, the, you, you might be sitting here and saying the enemy tried to throw everything he could, but I'm still standing. I come in a name that is greater than every other name, a name that can't be defeated, a name that will never lose a battle, a name that covers me with a hedge of protection. I am surrounded by the armor of God. But it doesn't come automatically. It's not once saved, always saved. It's once you're saved, you enlisted into the military, Once you're saved, you are stepping into a war zone. But we have good news. Jesus Christ has already defeated death, hell, and the grave. We are fighting from victory, but we have to put on the armor that he tells us about. We have to work out our salvation. My next point is work out your salvation. Work out your salvation. We're talking about the helmet of salvation. In Philippians 2.12, it says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yes, I believe he threw in that fear and trembling intentionally. Yeah. Life is not a, a ride in the playground. Life is not a walk in the park. Life following Jesus, it, 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 gets, it gets scary. Life following Jesus, it's, you, you face some things. Life following Jesus, you fight off some demons. But if you choose to put on your, the armor and you choose to work out your salvation, you don't throw in the towel. You don't give up. We see too many believers and Christians and, and, and influencers who follow Jesus for a short period of time. And sometimes they follow him very strongly for a short period of time. God has never called us to follow him for a a, a short period of time. God has called us to daily walk out our salvation, daily submit our lives to him, daily put on the armor of God, daily surrender our minds, daily get up and pray for our family, daily work out our salvation. You see, how do you work out your salvation? You get the reps in. We have to get our spirit strong, get our spirit prepared for what God wants to do through our lives. You see, our mind can actually get in the way if we allow it to. But when we equip our spirit, our spirit is able to bypass our mind, go straight to heaven, and that's when we can pray in a heavenly language. That's when we can connect with the heavenly God. That's when we can battle with things we can't see. That is when we step into what God has called us to be in. You see, you are more than a conqueror when you work out your salvation. And I'm not saying you're never going to face a battle. I'm saying you're fighting with the God who's never lost a battle. We have to work out our salvation. And one thing about working out your salvation I feel like is a great practical tool for us today is to do life with family. Do life in the church. Don't do Christianity isolated. That's when the enemy tries to come in and sneak you away and take over. You see, Christianity can be done in isolation, but it is best and thriving in community. That's why I love my church. We have to work this thing out with our brothers and sisters. We have to lean on each other. And what I love about these past few weeks, talking about the armor of God, if you were here for the day, we talked about the shield of faith. When those military soldiers came together, they put up their armor side by side, side by side, covering each and every area. Because when they came together, nothing could penetrate. But when they were isolated, that is when we have weak spots. You see, we have to work out our salvation together. You, you Find a place to serve. This church has three services on Sunday, 8.30, 10.30, 12.30. You can find a day to come in and serve. You show up on a deeper service. We have sa- Saturday morning uh, soaking service. The cafe is open Monday through Saturday. Come and get some coffee and meet some fellow believers. We are meant to do life with each other. We're not meant to be isolated. We have to work out our salvation together. You see, the best armies and militaries are the best when they roll in together, when they roll in deep. That's when they can take ground. That's when they can take over a city, and I love what Pastor Bobby very often says. That God has never called us to build a church. He's called us to take over a city. This city should look like Christians. This city city should look like believers. This city should see signs, miracles, and wonders taking place in schools, taking place in your workplace, taking place in the hospitals. We should see the city of Victoria turned upside down when God's people put on the armor of God. You see, there's power when we come together. There's power in collaboration. One can put a 1,000 to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Life moves at the speed of relationships. This is the type of things we have to do to work out our salvation. You see, this church, this church is not here for a spotlight or a platform. This, this church is here to be a city on a hill, a light in a dark place for all the lost to be found, to know Jesus until everyone is saved, until Jesus comes back. We are here to be a city for the lost. We have to walk this thing out together. We can't just post about it. We can't just sing about it. We have to work it out together. If you're going to sign up to be in this military army of the army of God, get linked up with some family. Get linked up with some people. You are stronger when you have someone you can confess your sins to, and you're not living in isolation. Get connected with the family. You see, we have to do this thing together to live out everything God has called us to be. And what a powerful church it would be if we were all equipped with the armor of God, the shoes of peace, the breastplate of righteousness, the the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit. What would this church look like if we all put on the full armor of God and stood firm against the enemy? And when somebody fell, we were able to pick them back up and say, you are a part of this thing. We are taking ground in the city of Victoria. We are moving in all that God has for us because we are the church. We are the church. We have to walk this thing out together. My closing thought tonight is to renew your mind. Renew your mind. Alicia and the worship team, can y'all come up? Renew your mind. Romans 12, 2 says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, if you're in this place and you're wondering, what's God's will for my life? What what's God's will for my life? I, I I've been battling with this thing for years. I've been battling with this mindset for months. I've been sneaking into uh, uh, dealing with secret sin, and and I, I just I'm I'm curious what this 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 perfect will is. God said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, oftentimes I feel like we pray for our heart to be saved, but how often do we pray that God be Lord of our mind? God, be Lord of my thoughts. Protect every dark thing that will not penetrate my mind. God, I thank you right now for for covering, for assuring, for confirming all the things that you have for your people. And we have to cover our mind. You see, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over but expecting a different result how often are we preparing and equipping and protecting our thoughts our thoughts is what lead us to 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 backwards falling uh backsliding for in 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 the church our our thoughts is what gives us motivation and encouragement to do amazing things our thoughts are the most powerful thing inside of our body how often are we praying and protecting our thoughts with the helmet of salvation we have to remind ourselves god i i want to be covered by your blood not just my soul but my mind my thought life you see, maybe, maybe tonight you want to try something new and get prayed over. We're going to have a moment for you to do that. We're going to have a moment where we're going to have some, some prayer partners up here, and we're going to pray for you. And I believe as the army of the church comes together, you will see some things break off in your life that have been, that have been taunting you for far too long. You've been holding on to things that you know you shouldn't be dealing with. Guess what? You really shouldn't be dealing with that. The power of God can set you free. The power of God can break those things off. You were never meant to just get by and by. God has called us to live an abundant life, an overflow life, that others around us would see the love of Jesus everywhere that we go. We were never meant to walk in depression. We were never meant to walk with suicidal thoughts. We, will nev- we were never meant to second guess our purpose and wonder why we're here on earth and maybe my parents shouldn't have had me. That is not why you are here. God has come to give you life. God has come to give you hope for your future. God wants to use you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator of the universe. But we have to guard our minds. If you can stand to your feet with me and prayer partners, if you could come up. We're going to be praying for people who need to see breakthrough, people who feel like they've been battling in the dark by themselves for far too long. Tonight it ends. Tonight you receive your breakthrough. Tonight the, the, the armor of God will be put on you. If you feel like you've been kicked down by life, tonight you're going to be covered up and prayed over. Tonight you're going to see your healing tonight you're going to feel God's presence like never before. And I want to encourage you if you feel like man this is just another another encouraging word, another Wednesday night, I felt this so strongly before, as I was getting prepared, God said they're about to go to war and they need their helmet. They need their helmet, they need their protection. they need to be covered. And what we're here to do is we're here to pray for you. We're here to stand with you. So God, right now in the name of Jesus, I speak over every ill thought, motive, right now in the name of Jesus under the sound of my voice. I thank you that you are breaking generational curses. I pray that you are breaking bondage. You are breaking chains. You are breaking everything that is trying to come against us, God. Tonight your church rises up and says, Have your way, Holy Spirit. We remember your salvation. We remember your blood. We remember that by your stripes, we can receive a healing. We can remember that you give us a hope, a plan, and a purpose for our future. Tonight, God, we align with everything that comes with our salvation. Tonight, we choose to stand against the enemy at the church united and say, devil, no longer will you have penetration in my heart. You will no longer have access to my heart. Let's praise him.